You're listening to Resident. Rehivasi. Kazi. Banor. Mukim. Ipua. Ritil Deganashi. Al Mukim. Residente. A 10 part series exploring individual perspectives on the immigrant experience in Ireland and the personal histories that led them here. This is episode 5 Pradeep. I'm Pradeep. I'm from Mumbai. I lived in uh, London. Now I'm living in Ireland. I am a visual artist, writer, um, equality advocate. And I'm gay. So I grew up in the north part of Bombay, in upper middle class family. My um, mother was communist and she was teacher and she was PhD in Indian literature. So I grew up among lots of books, um, magazine and world uh, literature. For example, I, I read Shakespeare, a lot of Shakespeare when I was 16 years old. My dad, he was extreme opposite to her. He was right-wing and he had a lot of conservative view of life and culture and society. But they both managed to live together and love together. So they both have their individual lives, but it um, um, never clash. So that was my first exposure of love and humanity. I don't remember one single day of my school life that I ever got bullied. I got bullied, obviously, because I never play cricket or football or kabaddi. Uh, plus, I had stammering. In that whole crowd, when you don't play cricket or you don't uh, play football or you don't talk about girls, you you just get Mm-hmm. Organically, you, you get um, marginalized. Through my teachers and my classmates' eyes, I was abnormal, like complete abnormal, uh, a feminine, stammering guy. <laughs> but deep down, all that bullying, slagging actually build me up to ask uncomfortable questions to your teachers or your neighbors or classmates, mothers, like, why your son is calling me such names? Can you please ask him to stop? I used to do that all the time. They used to complain my mom that that your son is obnoxious and he, he don't have any manners to talk with elder people. So she supported me a lot and she told me like you don't have to follow anything or you don't have to listen to anyone. You you should do what you feel uh, right. She was a woman in education from upper caste but she had soft corner for uh, under 
privileged students. So one afternoon, she bring this student from her school home for a lunch, and she told us his background and that we all should help him. Not only him, but so many students that would come to our house for lunch or dinner and helping them for their education, fees, clothes, everything. And this particular uh, boy, he become a police officer and his journey was amazing. And that's what I follow. Okay? When you help someone, change never happen overnight. It takes time. But you should keep doing it without any expectations or you can inspire them to fight, fight for their dreams. My happiest memory in my childhood was going to theater. Indian theater and especially the region I come from a state is Maharashtra. If you go to the Bombay, there are huge infrastructure for theater. <laughs> there are big auditoriums and drama companies. I have such a beautiful memory of that. When you go to the big air-conditioned auditorium, there is a silence. There are 200 people sitting in auditorium and complete silence. And, and the smell and that, and that aroma of that space. People come to watch theater fully dressed, uh, women wearing uh, saris and uh, wearing flowers in their hair and perfumes. And men are also well dressed. So that whole atmosphere was so inspiring and so fun. And because uh, my mother, she was a writer, I got that opportunity to, to go to the green room and how they make up and how they dress up and what they do during intervals. So it was amazing um, experience. And that is why I feel fascinated to do makeup. When I go to uh, rave parties, I like to wear makeup and eyelash and everything. So that's that is my inspiration from there. At my age of 10 or 12, I was fully aware that I'm different. But also I had this complete understanding that I am artist. <laughs> because I saw my mom and not only mom, but other people around me. And I thought that they are all work in bank or they are in doctor or they have aspiration to become engineer. And I don't have any of this aspiration. I don't want to be doctor or engineer or accountant. I want to be designer. And uh, <laughs> it was... Uh, it was ridiculous at the time to think that I will become a designer and I will uh, live artist life. By the age of 18, I got really bullied because uh, I never had any girlfriends. Uh, I never had girlfriend. I um, never talk about their boobs and their bodies as as all growing up men in Bombay. 
it just make me feel constantly that i'm different i'm different but it wasn't sure what different when i started going college i started exploring world because i was student of one of the finest art college in india jesus school of art so i had to travel on local bombay railway and that was the first instance that you can actually engage with other men flirt with them through eyes or just uh, body language and saying hello or hi and then uh, cruising so bombay used to have really lovely rich cruising culture coming out is quite uncomfortable and um, awkward itself is traumatizing they were forcing me to get married after my mother's uh, death she passed away with cancer and i was denying to get married so i was trying to make some excuses and at the same time i was full fledged lgbt activist which my family didn't know but i was doing activism as to go and uh, talk about hiv i was talk about uh, faith sex and i was counseling other young people who are coming out and they were struggling in their studies as to help them and their parents so when it becomes really extreme that pressure of you should get married then i have to come like full fledged coming out and then the things get worse and then i have to leave the country in my case i have like two options honestly two options either either i would have ended my life or go somewhere else and start from scratch so i should come to uh, london as a um, holidays and stuff so i was aware that uk has lgbtq plus friendly laws so i choose london organically and then i searched universities and how to apply and everything i did on my own without anybody's support and complete secrecy like some military operation so i told them two months before that i'm having for education but it was it was hard like my father even tried to take my passport so i had to keep my passport at my friend's home i will never forget the feeling when i board the plane i had this feeling that i'm doing this but i don't have any idea after 6 months or 2 years or 10 years where i will be i didn't have any insight or any idea what would be my life living behind your own house own suburb and friends and bed and food and all that aspect of your daily life it was an happy feeling but you know deep down that this is necessity so there i learned one thing like uh, you should take one day at a time and then tackle it living in london as a gay person was uh, much liberating uh, 
it was a sense of freedom sense of hope it was a different sense of queerness and also exposing to different gayness <laughs> because the gayness in india is quite uh, masculine everybody want to be top there are no buttons but you expose to the different variety of people and there is no much shame around um, kissing other guy or liking other a uh, man or holding hand or spending night together after hookup but there's a new thing introduced to me there that i'm person of color <laughs> and the racism i wasn't ready for that because i was already carrying so much trauma on my shoulder and i was still healing but it wasn't that bad because when you are student you have lot of options you know you go to college or student groups or weekend parties or house parties so it was altogether a different experience than what i had in india and there i met someone who was irish and uh, we fall in love so it was first sense of like i had boyfriend back in india but this is different so we connect and it changed my life a lot that relationship that dating it changed my life a lot so i have special place about london in my heart because i see like it's a lot of new learning and it's a sense of rebirth so we moved together to prague and then we moved to dublin i had different impression of dublin because oh this is near to london but no dublin gay life is distinct there is no parallels between them in london i didn't have any family feel here i got the family feel because my partner's family they accepted me open arms so his other his father oh my god i will cry now but his grandmother his sisters his uncles his aunts his family changed me a lot they build me a lot they give me the sense of hope that sense of appreciation and togetherness and his family which was completely like catholic family like his grandmother was going to each mass every sunday mass and much religious person but we visited her on one christmas and she put her uh, photo together on a special wall of family among all couples and it was like oh my god these people are so beautiful he was the special person in my life but uh, unfortunately uh, each relationship has ups and downs it just fade out and we separated so after our breakup it was similar scenario to when i left india i didn't have any idea what he will do so when he broke up i uh, the same scenario like what next but at 
this time there wasn't any suicidal uh, thought or anything just sadness and just like tiredness and i just drop into the big slumber hole of loneliness so it was challenging but it also gave me chance to sit down and introspect because i was going through so many things in my life i never got chance to sit in the one place and think so i got the time to evaluate and think and uh, i got clarity what i want to do and where i want to uh, live and a base to think about activism like going into activism so indian and pakistani or bangladeshi gay people or lesbians in dublin or in ireland they are untouchable nobody want to be them friends or dates or uh, hookups or uh, respected relationships no there is full stop and this is different world that i'm exposed after my breakup because again the scenario is like no family no partner no proper job no money and first there's no friends nobody to talk if you go to panty or jarge people don't even look at you it is not like london uh, you can go and talk with people no here if you are not white or you are not south american nobody want to talk with you they just see through you so this notion of what is attractive and what is not attractive what is acceptable at a queer scene and what is not it is devastating and we just focus on our word like pride month and pride and glitter and we talk about um, equality and we talk about mental health but we don't talk about mental health of lgbt immigrants we don't talk about much lgbt traveler community so discussions had to be done because having this irish citizenship it gave me more voice to talk about it that we have stuck up with like post marriage equality narrative that oh all problems solved now no there are a lot of problems and there are people struggling so my art it's quirky it's queer and it is provoking and i like to make art about sex is not shame for me the uh, medium is always changing coming to london as an art student it was challenging because immigrant asian art student he didn't have that much budget to create a art so there i chose print making using steel i did half tone etching then i came to ireland i focus more on illustrations using photoshop and then i moved to film making so i documented my self isolation and lockdown for 365 days and i'm doing more and more uh, writing so it is it is interesting and it is evolving when you have passion you always find the ways you don't need perfect materials or perfect studio space you 
just dedicate yourself to create something and then you produce something that you feel proud about so that's art <laughs> since summer it got this campaign which was national level with a gay project they based in uh, cork and they did really good campaign called proud as fuck so this campaign was historical in many sense because it was the first campaign in ireland which is talking about racism at gay scene and the whole campaign was focused on gay people of color from different walks of life and also developed community so i was the face of the campaign and i got much uh, visibility when the visibility come with activism it become more challenging because some people outright reject no there is no racism in ireland or feel afraid to talk about it and they feel ashamed of talking about it they are ashamed of recognizing about it like i ran away from indian culture and society because i wasn't able to uh, live as a gay person so that's why i ran from there and i came here and now i don't want to face the same marginalization again so if there is some issue i wouldn't like to talk about it and campaign like this has given me the platform and this is what my mom taught me that when you are in position to help someone you should help she stood up against the established norms and she always try to pursue what she believed in i'm just choosing her work as a template so i'm glad and i think this is the starting point of something big i'm think lot of change now people are more and more aware about these issues what i think significantly uh, because of trans activism and uh, black life matters or talking about direct origin it is creating that buzz around one of the most important things i've seen recently is uh, young people talk about uh hiv stigma that i see there is hope because younger generation they are not hardwired as the people in their 30s or or 40s these young people they are exposed to this mature topic lord and i can see it is there is hope nobody is born uh, this is nobody is born uh, uh, uh uh discriminatory we all have the implicit biases we all see colors but when your biases affecting people that makes all difference and this younger generation is more eager to learn eager to talk with people and eager to make uh, friendships so that is hope for the future It is always challenging for me going back to India and still they ask after 15 years they are giving me the same question when are you getting married or such kind of questions so my authentic self that is not 
socially accepted i go know that house i go know uh, the street but i just feel like how and look at them now it is a beautiful uh, past which is not relevant for myself now so i don't feel in connection anymore there. Irish citizenship is great what has changed is the stability that i don't need to worry about finding another house or another country so that has started but as an individual i will there are a lot of things that need to be sorted out and i don't have any answer like how the society will see me or accept me as irish you know somebody told me you can't force someone to love you so that's my thought here that i can't force this culture and society and country to love me or make space for me or look me as equal but over the period of time i have met amazing people and activists just like me they are also people of color and they are from lgbt background living in ireland so talking with them and just listening to each other is so most amazing help but it took me time to um, realize okay so there is hope for me to build some relationships it took me 9 years it's a long time as a lot of sleepless night and uncertainties uh, until i got my citizenship certificate in my hand but i got the sense of like home now i feel like i'm i have somewhere to stay or somewhere i to relate with i haven't talked about this much uh, but when i got my certificate in hand that night i slept well and i was telling my friend my housemate like i'm feeling some sense like back in the day when my mom was alive and i used to sleep in my bedroom peacefully without worrying anything what will happen tomorrow so that sense of I don't know want to cry again but but that sense is so important to feel that home that belonging so yes yes I get this feel that Ireland is my home now Thanks for listening. This has been a Bearprint Media production produced by Bjorn Mackilla and me, Rob Flynn. Edit and mixed by me with original music by Hakuyo of Sonic Gate Studios. Special thanks to all our contributors for making this series possible. This series was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television license fee. If you liked this episode, please do share it with your friends. and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. Thanks very much for your support.